against the Nazis. Hi, Barbie! Hi, Ken! And I know what it means. To do what? If the Nazis have a bomb. Do you bring your rollerblades? I literally go nowhere without Three, Truman needs to know what's next. Two, what's next? One. Welcome, pool sceners. I'm Kevin, joined every single episode by Jim. Every single time I say, hey now. Hey now. Hey You're now. An all-star. Is that why you say it? I get my Smash game Man. on, I go play. There you go. As summer winds down, we've had a lot going on here in pool scene world. Rather than skipping a week, we decided to give you kind of an extended final lap filed under our pool shorts format. The Street Fighter episode that we hope you enjoyed released last week was actually recorded prior to the Batman and Robin watch along. So we've had that one in the can a while and we haven't really had an opportunity to just get you all up to speed with what we've had going on. Yeah, we did uh, Barbenheimer. That was the best. We I took a Midwest vacation. I'm sure Jim has a lot going on. I wish (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Okay, well, We'll find that out shortly. First, as we record this Monday, August 7th, Jim, give us updated box office numbers on Barbenheimer. So budget for Oppenheimer and Barbie versus current box office for Oppenheimer and Barbie. The Barbenheimer craze, the best by chance movie marketing campaign. Probably somebody put it as a hashtag on TikTok and it just blew up. Kevin and I both saw Barbie and Oppenheimer in one day. Barbenheimer as you will. We decided to do Oppenheimer first and then Barbie. Go depressing, get cheered up and empowering after. So Barbie's budget was $130 million. As of today, this recording, Barbie has made $1.1 billion to the point where Mattel is like, ah, Let's just use every franchise because oh, people are getting into it. God, it's I can't very wait. Till upsetting. We, I can't wait till we get into that. Oppenheimer. Nolan was headstrong. He just wanted a one hundred million dollar budget. Got that one hundred million dollar budget, and as of today, five hundred fifty three million dollars. Wow. A common denominator in this episode is going to be about how movie executives really have no idea. No clue. Because typically, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to hold water for movie executives. They're the fucking worst. Yeah, I can't stand them. But the audiences have become unpredictable. This is because completely like unpredictable. Barbie people knew we're going to go see that movie. It's going to be a juggernaut. It, it was they spent a ton of money. They knew the first movie directed by a woman that surpassed a billion dollars at the box yeah, office. Greta Gerwig. And which is so weird because she, you know, partner of Noah Baumbach and she's in, she gets Conolingus performed on her by Ben Stiller and Greenberg. Could it really be mama? Could it really be Conolingus? It's just like the Uh-oh. whole, like, it's so weird to watch her evolution from yeah. being that. From Conolingus and Greenberg to Barbie. actress to <laughs> the director of yeah. Barbie. And it's awesome. She did Little Women. She's a great filmmaker. But Barbie, it was, but like normally a movie like Oppenheimer, a three hour runtime. I don't know if it's because it's just the Christopher Nolan name or because of Barbenheimer or both. But the movies like that don't usually make $500 million to the box. Nowhere office. near it. Maybe two, three max. Yeah. Maybe. So it's very surprising that that happened. 
end. As Jim said, we saw the films in order. We saw Oppenheimer, then Barbie. That's how we digested. Depressing to empowering. That's how we wanted to do it. Yes. So let's discuss them in that order. Jim, what are your quick thoughts on Oppenheimer? Quick thoughts. With it being opening weekend in July, like it was, why movie theaters don't like to run air conditioning is a big issue. <laughs> Quite toasty in there. And, and the guy with his milk duds next to me just clanging them around in his box was very distracting. However, I like Christopher Nolan. I appreciate the movies that most people don't like of his, surprising me of all people like Tenet. Most people don't like it. Inception. So I kind of get a general idea of where Nolan's going to go with a certain movie. This kind of being like a history buff like I am. Not that I know an entire biography of J. Robert Oppenheimer. And I love the fact that they compare and contrast that like the black and white footage in the movie was taken from historical fact. And then when it was in color, it was dramatized. I get it. You need to do that for the film. And this, this movie very much is based on one specific book. Yes. So I, I thought it was beautifully shot and edited I, like there's a couple scenes that really are, are great i was like that is masterful filmmaking and it didn't seem like we were in there for three hours no it really didn't the it was not a was long great. movie i mean essentially spoiler free if you haven't seen the movie it's just a great character study behind a man who is like very charismatic but he was also extremely conflicted Big and time. he was never able to actually fully commit to anything ever like he really wasn't fully committed to his marriages the communist party to the communist party he like yeah to standing up and and like letting his beliefs be known he sort of always towed the line it's very introverted yeah and uh so he never let his convictions like out so he's essentially it's about a man who's given himself self-inflicted torture he knew the world would not be the same few people laughed few people cried most people were silent i remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita, Vishnu is trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty and to impress him takes on his multi-armed form and says, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I suppose we all thought that one way or another. But he's also the guy that ended up becoming the hero, basically, of the United States in any World War II to almost immediately House on American Activities Committee, yeah. McCarthyism, and him getting railroaded by the people he thought he could possibly trust. So let's let's uh, mention that. So something we do on here is like, who's the MVP? The MVP of that movie may be Casey Affleck. He's in the movie Ooh, for yeah. like three minutes. Yeah. He knocks it out of the park. It's he quite is a, amazing. A, a scary asshole, basically, as the basically Oppenheimer slips up and says something about his communist dealings and, and run-ins. And the dude he says it to gets his superior there who just grills him on a whim. You slip up one way, anyway, these guys will be on you like white on rice and Casey Affleck just hit it out of the park oh, he's great. doing that role. Asshole. But the amount of big names in this movie that had such minor, very minuscule yeah. roles. Well, so both of these movies, as yeah. we transition into talking about Barbie, both of these movies have the thing where even a background character is like, I know them from something. Oh yeah. Every single person. There's every, that guy or like, that woman. If they've got a name in the movie, you know them from something. It's it's a an actor at the time. And it's neat when they do that because a lot of times those are actors who like work for scale or yeah. something, you know, because it's important to be on a, a 
in a movie like Oppenheimer that's going to be, you know. It's going to win a lot. Yeah, it's probably going to get some award noms. Now, what do you, like, quick off top of the head, impromptu predictions. Do you think, like, how many awards do you think Oppenheimer might roll with? Like, do you see Best Actor, probably Robert Downey Jr.'s Best Supporting? It's going to get noms for Best Picture, Best Screenplay. Best Directing? Best, best, maybe Best Director. Probably. I mean, without seeing the rest of the slate so far this year, but original it's, scores it's early. Great. I mean, oh, yeah, it's still it's early. early. We're a few yeah. months early on award stuff. Yeah, best actor, best supporting, and then like stuff like tech, like score, yeah, the stuff cinematography, stuff like yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, probably. But uh, but yeah. Killian Murphy definitely gets nominated for best actor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Robert Downey Jr. I think for sure for supporting best picture nom for sure. So yeah, yeah it's definitely going to have a number of uh, of noms now. Whether it wins them remains to be seen. So one thing I really hope, though, with the Barbenheimer craze, I hope and I think it shows that kids went into this movie because of this craze, not expecting anything. Maybe because as an older guy like I am coming up on the ripe old age of 42 years old, that I hope some of these kids learned something and they just can go. We have to get through this to go to Barbie or you know what I mean? It wasn't on TikTok. I don't know. It's a good point. Uh, All right, Jim, what are your thoughts on, on Barbie? Seen it twice seen it more than Oppenheimer. We went and then I went with uh, the lady. I must say, if I had a daughter, and of course you can answer this, I would feel really pretty like proud and I feel like she would be empowered. Like I expected this just to be like your popcorn, atypical, stereotypical Barbie movie. Like speaking of old, the spoiler, the movie kicks off with basically the opening to 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's kind of funny being in there and maybe there's five people in the theater that know, oh, that's from 2001. I really enjoyed it. I get it. Like certain plot elements of it. Like you've said, like the Lego movie plot it's element. Exactly. The Lego it, movie. I've never seen it, but surprising. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very empowering. Margot Robbie, I thought was excellent, but I think even more so America Ferreira was just spot on tap dead accurate. I really I good. thought it was really fun. It's great aesthetically. Like they nailed it, what it's supposed to look like and all of that. I do think Ryan Gosling literally deserves an Oscar nom for it. He was just an incredible performance, which is fun. I mean, like, I don't think he would win, but like he's been nominated for best actor a few times now. And he's one of the ones who I think eventually is going to get, you know, the sympathy one. How like Jeff Bridges for yeah. Crazy Heart. Jeff Bridges is fine in Crazy Heart. Of all the movies he's been. Yes, exactly. That's the one Leonardo DiCaprio it. has been great in so many movies and he won it for The Revenant. And it's like, no, no. And so I think Gosling will probably eventually get one of those where it's like Gosling's been so fantastic in so many movies. And eventually he'll be in a movie called like fart pirate and they'll be like we're gonna give it to him for fart pirate hopefully directed by nolan but yeah i can't get past with barbie how much it's it is the lego movie like the some of the similarities are just literally to like almost to the point where i wonder if the makers of the lego movie could probably win in court it is too close very close to plagiaristic it's very very close but otherwise good i just i have a hard time being like this is the lego movie yeah (laughs) like like it's just it's weird like if if you made, I don't know, take another movie you love and just kind of like change a few things and like, we're just going to take this plot entirely and put it in this. It's weird. Gotcha. As a whole, I mean, Barbenheimer was like a cool organic thing that happened. Like really no explanation other than two movies with a lot of buzz were released on the same day. And like we've said, Christopher Nolan was angry. He was yep. upset. Like privately, they said he was mad about Barbie being released the same day as his movie, but he should be fucking Thank kissing God. the hairy fucking ball back because 
That movie probably doubled its box office because yeah. of Barbie. But he was probably in a no-win situation, though, because if, you know what I mean, if it wasn't released the same day, as like, because he doesn't know. Because yeah, like me, it. I just dismissed him by saying, this movie only made that much money because of Barbie. Plus, I also wonder, Indiana Jones, um, yeah. didn't do good well. We didn't need another one. Mission Impossible's underperformed. Bombed, yeah. Yeah, which um, I can get it. So again, really no other explanation other than, you know, weird two weird movies released like polar opposites the same day. Now people are trying to force it. There's already a bunch like people are already looking ahead at the calendar oh, and already trying to force these hashtags. But one that's kind of funny, but it, it doesn't make sense for the application is there's a trend for Saw Patrol. So uh. Saw and Paw Patrol are being released on the same day. It's dumb. Those kids that want to go see Paw Patrol aren't going to be allowed to go see fucking Saw. No, and like adults who go see Paw Patrol just for a joke. Yeah. It's dumb. And like, Also, why is Saw still a thing? I like Saw. Do you? Do, yeah. Have you seen all of them? I don't know. I've only seen the first no, two. No, I haven't seen the last two, I think. But, but it's it's the same damn thing. It's copy, paste, repeat. That's all they do. I don't get it. Yeah, but we just covered Final Destination a couple weeks ago. And we like those. Those are excellent. My other problem stemming from Barbie specifically, as Jim mentioned, again, studio executives have no idea what people want or why things work. The example is now that Mattel is moving forward with the Mattel Cinematic Universe. Another MCU. With supposedly 45 movies in the works. Yeah, because everybody's clamoring for that Polly Pocket well, that's movie. that's what they've already announced. They've announced the Polly Pocket movie. What are these movies going to do that Barbie didn't? <sighs> like Barbie had, you know, as Jim said, an empowerment message and it was about self-worth and, and a, yeah. a number of themes that are explored in Barbie. You can't do that again. You can't have Polly Pocket movie be <laughs> like she lives in a small world but it's contained in its own ecosphere yeah and like being small is fine you know yeah. like you can't do it again people didn't want to see barbie i don't know how i want to sum this up but people didn't want to specifically see barbie because it's bar like yeah i know what you mean like I like Barbie toys, so therefore I want to see the Barbie movie. But you Barbie know? has also been a 70-year-plus franchise. Yeah. Polly Pocket lasted six years well, in the 90s. When they do fucking Mr. Potato Head, they're going to be like, well, I had a Mr. Potato Head when I was a kid, so I have to see Mr. Potato Head. You know what I mean? Like, But does this give us that He-Man movie we really, really want? I, I mean, I, I don't mean, like, again, I don't mean this in a bad way. I just, I feel like Mattel blew their load with Barbie. They they should just leave it as that chalk it up as a massive success 10 times because here's what's going to happen you made 10 times your budget on barbie so far you're going to make more you're going to have the streaming people are continuing to buy the merch yep but each subsequent mattel movie is going to be watered down diminishing returns until yes until three or four of these down the line no one's going learn from the other mcu yes enough's enough yes and then speaking of uh of studios and executives making mistakes I went, when I got back from my Midwest vacation, I went and saw Haunted Mansion. So the critics didn't, but I enjoyed it. Lakeith Stanfield might be my favorite working actor right now. It had flaws, but I thought it did a good job of framing a narrative that worked on its own. So like, as a, like, cause you don't know anything about Disney or Haunted Mansion. No. So if you went and saw it as a casual viewer, I think you could follow along and enjoy it. But then there were also plenty of Easter eggs for like a Disney person who is into the ride or into whatever like it's a lot of easter eggs but again why release a halloween movie 
movie in July. Disney did this with Hocus Pocus in 1993 and it fucking flopped, but only to become a massive hit over the last 30 years. So maybe Disney doesn't care if Haunted Mansion flops, which it has up to this point, because they'll just move it to streaming for Halloween. It'll perform well there for Halloween and they'll say, see, this was the plan all along. But that like poses the question, why not release it in theaters in September for like a, like basically we talked about this with Fast and Furious. Yeah. Fast and Furious goes in and says, okay, we're going to make the majority of our money in three weeks. We're going to get our biggest number, our huge showing in week one, and then we'll still get some in week two and week three. The movies come out tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And then again, then a few weeks later, you release it on streaming. So why didn't Disney do, okay, three weeks in theaters. It's only in theaters for three weeks. I mean, their theory is probably that if they do that, then people just wait for it to stream. But people like me, there are always going to be movies where people just want to see them in the theaters. Yeah. Like Fast and Furious for, for you. You're a Fast and Furious fan. Oh yeah. Drop it hell. I want to hear about this, homie. So forget about it, cuz. If you knew Fast and Furious is only in theaters for three weeks and then it's going to be streaming. I'm going. You're going. Oh, definitely. Because you got to see it in theaters. It's the experience. Yes, exactly. So that's how I am. Like, I, I promise if they would have done it my way, it wouldn't have been any worse in the box office than it is no. now. It would have been better. Plus, there's this thing called Halloween. Yes. Know? Promote right. it. I ain't thinking about it now, even though Spirit Halloweens are opening well, up left, right, and center. Disney dropped the ball in a lot of ways, which they have lately, because the other thing is Guillermo del Toro was originally attached to direct this movie. Interesting. And I think that's what Disney needs. Like, because right now Disney's going through the motions, remakes, live action remakes, and like anything original that they have done, which wish comes out in a couple months, which remains to be seen. It It's a Disney original animated movie. It appears maybe it'll hit, but like okay. frozen was kind of an accident. Yeah. And then like Encanto fucking bombed at theaters, went to streaming and then was wildly successful like the most streamed thing ever Disney just has no grasp again of what people want do they want streaming do they want it in theaters do they want original but everything Disney's making it's just gray like you make a Little Mermaid live action movie that should be the most colorful and beautiful color palette and instead it's just muted gray it's pretty much like here's a good way to compare it McDonald's buildings from when we were kids to where they are now gray box depressing well we were kids animated amazing little mermaid animated and amazing when we were younger now well see that's a a good analogy and someone else pointed out that's smarter than me that you know disney taco bell burger king all of these places are analogous to us where we were happy-go-lucky vibrant children who became depressed adults (laughs) yeah pretty much and that's what like mcdonald's is like and taco bell taco bell used to be like a fucking for lack of a better term a fiesta of color it was and now it's fucking gray and if you're like you might get a purple awning. So anyway, with Guillermo del Toro, bring in one of the best directors of our generation who's very un-Disney-like and just fucking let him cook. Step out. Step out. Okay, I'm going to talk to Marcus. Get the fuck off my Expo chef now! Yeah, screw it. I I mean, maybe... 
Maybe Disney should focus less on theaters anymore and just straight with streaming. If I'm thinking if I got a couple kids, maybe it's more difficult to take them to theater. We just focus on keeping them at home and watching the movies that way. Maybe that's where they make the rest up. Disney, I don't remember which movie it was, but did a really, this was during COVID, like during the lockdown COVID. So they did a streaming only, no theater, but you had to pay. Okay. I still would do that for certain movies. I'll pay, they say it's $20 to stay home and I'll deal with fucking asshole with his popcorn next to me. Yeah. Well, at Haunted Mansion, the lady a couple seats down by herself watching the movie somehow had an endless bucket of popcorn. She was eating (laughs) Uh, like one kernel at a time for three hours because she was there for the fucking Maria Menounos Moonies or whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, And then can't stand it. And then she ate one kernel of popcorn at a time for the whole movie. And then she stayed thinking there was a post credit scene. There wasn't. And, and Haunted Mansion was one of those movies too, like Barbie and Oppenheimer, where it's like everybody that pops up, any character with a, a name was somebody. The other thing, and you've been watching The Bear finally, oh, or you, you watched it. The Bear. Got it all done. You got me on it. Yeah. It just brought back so many memories working 16 years in a kitchen, working with guys like that. Granted, I wasn't working at Michelin star. Right. But still, I was working at Max and yeah, Irma's. Same idea. But it's roughly the same idea. Ponderosa had a Michelin star, right? <laughs> uh, from the tire company. Oh, yeah. Because we had to hold up Michelin tires to keep the coolers from That's where the working. steaks were made out of. <laughs> Pretty much. But we've all, especially working in the kitchen, I've worked with those guys that are yeah. like Carmi. And I've worked with people like Sydney and Marcus doing desserts. Like I, there, every second I loved. So there are, there are like a thousand baseball movies. Oh, yeah. It's seemingly because baseball just works for movies and it's becoming that way I think with like kitchen stuff because Chef is one of my favorite movies I mean literally probably one of my top five favorite movies with John Favreau I fucking love that movie but there's something so fascinating about a kitchen dynamic because it it is really like I I don't mean to be I don't want this to be derogatory or lesson but it's like the military you bring all these different personalities and people of different backgrounds you have to mold them but you have a common goal that every Everybody needs to achieve and work together. But on a show like The Bear, you're able to dive into each of those personalities. The dysfunctionality. And yes. Man. And it is about a really fucked up family. Oh, dude. And then so season one, it's a very stressful show. So it's, anyone out there who's seen Uncut Gems, that movie is like a two hour panic attack. Yeah. Season one of The Bear, the panic is from the stuff in the kitchen. Oh, episode seven. Episode seven. It's Jesus. just, it's like. I've had nights like the that. Tickets and there's nothing's going right. One person just, fucks one thing yeah. up, it steamrolls everything. And next thing you know, you're yelling, you're throwing shit. But I think where the show really came into its own is in season two, where it's a whole different kind of anxiety because season one made you anxious. Season two, you're anxious about the other shoe dropping. Yeah. So you're like watching season two and you're like, hey, this is going okay. You're waiting for it. But it it can't, right? Yeah. Like something's got to, something's got to like... But yeah, so season two is great. I we were in a uh, we were talking to Seth, our good buddy, listener of the show, who was on you know a month ago, whatever that was. Yeah, and and we were saying I think the Bears probably end after season three. I'm fine with that. Now, if they go season four, okay. I just I'm afraid all shows are going to go down the path of it's like Stranger Things, beating the dead horse. Where it's just like tell your story, get in, get out. <laughs> They're thirty now. Yes, <laughs> which crazy. Why don't you bring ketchup? What kind of asshole is going to put ketchup on a hot dog? 
a child, Richie. Child asshole. So anyway, another show you can watch on Hulu, a great show, Reservation Dogs. Okay. Season three just, so I did the thing. I wasn't going to. They're going to end it with season three. Great. Yeah. Let them tell the story. Don't fuck around. It's like the leftovers. Yeah. Out of three. Don't wait, you know, don't let the characters get old or, or like, oh, this guy's filming a movie. So we got to postpone the season for two more years. Yeah. Like don't skip. So they just did bang, 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 three seasons. But the thing I did was they only released two episodes and then the third episode, like they're going to release one more episode per week i don't like that anymore yeah how we used to like watch a show weekly i want to just binge the whole thing i would like that and season one and two of reservation dogs i just they're half hour episodes and it's usually eight or ten episodes so i just binged it in a day or binged yeah. it in a weekend and got it done with so that one's fascinating i want but now i watch the two episodes and now i'm like well shit i have eight more weeks to what i'm interested to find out is how long these fucking studio executives are gonna dick everybody around and how long it's gonna take for the strike to come to an end the bear like i said there seems to be no progress in talks at all yeah this could go on for a fucking year at this rate the bear comes back and finalizes it season three you could say three years later yeah here's where they've progressed carmy now has a chocolate factory <laughs> he should because yeah. he looks like gene uh, wilder he looks like gene wilder he really does remember when when the writer strike happened last time and like lost yeah so it, you had like 24 episodes 23 episodes 12, 12 episodes or whatever and then back it was to, rushed yeah and it was rushed and stuff so that's what you don't want to happen with like something like the bear or any other show you love yeah where you you don't want you know this stranger things to me is the ultimate example of them just doing their best to absolutely fucking ruin something they literally should be like you know what we decided we're not gonna do series five we're done at four thank you i i mean they could end it after three but four was pretty good with eddie and all that stuff but yeah, I mean, I it, to, to me, it took so long to get four yeah. that I already was like over it because it's just strike while the iron's hot. You know, Cobra Kai, we were talking about earlier, Cobra Kai, you've got the dude doing Blue Beetle. So he wasn't there for a portion of the, the last season and stuff. And, and I gave up on that myself. Yeah, I'll probably stick with it. So speaking of uh, Cobra Kai, a show, if you told me it was made by the same people, I'd believe you. I started watching Twisted Metal and I don't even mean that in a direction derogatory way that like if you told me it was made by the same people as Cobra Kai it just if it has a similar sort of feel it was kind of a ah fuck it I'll look at it yeah, yeah with a budget and it's just something to watch like it's not something I'm gonna be like Twisted Metal is my favorite yeah. show or even Cobra Kai I'm not gonna be like Cobra Kai is my favorite show but it, it's something to watch and Twisted Metal is also it comes across like the Mattel reasoning now let's just throw all these IPs out there yeah. I never thought we ever needed a Twisted Metal show it's, ever uh, you know it's fine and as we've discussed a lot on here fine is good yeah fine is good you don't have to you know but but it is ip but it's yeah it's weird that it's now like why why are they like 15 years ago imagine if they would have awesome. made a twisted metal movie in the year 2000 it oh, would have made 480 billion crazy yeah I, uh, one thing about twisted metal i think that does go out of its way the difference between it and cobra kai because it looks similar to cobra kai and and the, the budget seems low they 
really pull out all the stops on the music budget. Oh, Every episode's tremendous. got a lot of like great songs and I appreciate it. It, it, feel, yeah. it. it gives it legs. It makes it feel definitely more substantial than what it is. Plus for a plot element too, even though they don't really explain, they say the world went to shit. You listen to where these CDs that he's listening to what era you're talking 93. It seems to end off at 96 of so something happened around that time where everything just yeah. stopped. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, we hope you guys liked uh, listening to our voices a little bit. Just uh, gotcha. catching up. And, yeah. and I went, yeah, I went on a Midwest vacation. We went to Chicago. Did, did you happen to stop at Portillo's? I didn't stop at Portillo's. Okay. I, was there. I always hear people saying that. Gotta go to Portillo's. Yeah, there's yeah. a wait. There's always like a wait around the building. It's sort of like here. It's like Chick-fil-A is nothing special, but you go to fucking Chick-fil-A at any given time and there's a giant line. So. I don't get it. Yeah, Portillo's, no, we, we didn't. We did get some deep dish. Giordano's, which is probably sacrilege to uh, anyone from Chicago. Good. Because it is good. I like it. Yeah. But like, but there's a number of deep dish. But, you know, people from Chicago tell you deep dishes for tourists. It's not real Chicago pizza. It's just like a tourist trap, which I guess is true. But we got deep dish. We swam on the roof. We did some window shopping. My daughter went to American Girl doll store and spent a bunch of money. And yeah, we had a good time. We went to Millennium Park. We saw the, uh, the bean. It was good. It was hot. Uh, we went to Nutella store, which yeah. I made a joke. I said, season three of the bear is going to be at the Nutella <laughs> store. Yeah, but we had a good time in Chicago. And then we left Chicago we went to Iowa for the Iowa Farm Sanctuary. I just signed up for the uh, Iowa Farm Sanctuary 5K. It's Carl's run and uh, just raises money for the farm sanctuary. So you have to go back out to Iowa? I'm not that? going to Iowa. Oh, to I was going to say. K. You uh, sponsored somebody. I'm No, I'm doing a virtual. Oh, I'm just okay. going to submit my time. I'll just do a virtual run, which I pretty much run a 5K. K, you know, three or four days a week. Yeah. So I'm just going to submit my time uh, virtually, but they're going to send me a shirt and a medal and all that. But, oh, you know, for a, a vacation like that where, and then we stayed in, uh, on the way back, we stayed right outside of Gary, Indiana. Yeah. Michael uh, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. And then we saw some Michael Jackson signs and stuff. Is it Gary, know. Indiana kind of considered one of like the worst cities in the country to be at? Like Is depressing, it? like economically depressing. I probably. Again, what isn't it? We went to uh, where our hotel was. We went to, there was a Hooters right there. Oh, wings. We went to Hooters. Well, that was the plan. (laughs) When we walked in, they literally told us, they were like, there is two waitresses, a bartender, and one person in the kitchen. Have a good night. So they were like, it's up to you, basically. And we got a table. For those circumstances, not that bad. Now, if I walked in not knowing that, I would have been like, because you really didn't see your waitress. You know, you ordered your food. Like, my wife does that thing where she doesn't always like I gotta look over the menu can we have a couple minutes and I'm like you never do a couple more minutes no. because then you don't see the waitress that's longer we're waiting so I was like know what you want when she gets you know it. how many times I've literally waited with you know who waiting to look at the menu and I'm just like do you know what you want I, I'll fucking figure it out baptism by fire all right my turn I'll go with this nine times out of ten I'll show up and go I don't fucking want this I'll yeah. eat it though whatever yeah. is wet I <laughs> I yeah I just but see she she was a, a pro because I feel like they probably have a lot of nights like that there oh, because yeah. she was like well let me let me get your drinks and then I'll come back and get your order and I want to be like no god damn it I'm gonna order now wings. because we know what we want but they weren't even the Hooters wings with the extra shit on yeah them. they were just like they were awful actually but wait they, did you pull the tons and decided to get it to go and bring them all the way back <laughs> home Jesus. He probably got poisoned from the Remember the car stunk like bad hot wings. wings. From Maryland to uh, <laughs> Ohio. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> not dark refrigerated. Food. Not refrigerated. Oh, in the middle of the summer. Temperature wings. God. <laughs> so we went there, but there was a, a titty bar down the street called Polecats. P-O-L-E-K-A-T-Z. Polecats. Great. I was like, that's the spot. But yeah, we just stopped there. We There was uh, Indiana Dunes State Park. We went down there by the beach. And the cool thing about that is from the beach, look across the lake, Chicago skyline. You nice. could see it fucking, I don't Thursday. know how many miles that was, but it was like just off in the distance. There's a Chicago skyline right across from the water. Not too many dunes that we saw though. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I drove back from Indiana, but it, for being a trip to Illinois, Indiana, and Iowa, the I trip, it ended up being pretty awesome. It was That's really cool. fun. So then, uh, as we're recording this, I leave in seven days to go to Oklahoma, which I've never been to. No Duncan's near there. No Starbucks. There's nothing. There. Uh, but all I can ever think about with Oklahoma, is uh, Preston Lacey's safe word from Jackass. Oh, that's right. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> he says it a thousand times. So whole time I'm in Oklahoma, I'm just Oklahoma. You're going to try to go to a Oklahoma game and see General Booty? I'm not going to see General Booty. What a name. Um, unless there's another Polecats and then I may <laughs> see some General Booty. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we don't know what we're doing around here anymore, but uh, you know where to find us. Check all your Pool Scene podcast resources. Oh, yeah. The uh, Pool Sceners group on Facebook. The Pool Scene podcast page on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Jim's and TikTok. So wherever you want to find us, get some hints or figure out what we're going to be doing next week. But until then, as always, Silencia. Let's go recruit some scientists. Watch me. Dance.